0: This is a GRDC podcast. Snails, especially those small conical snails, the WA farmers who have to contend with them, those farmers who are in higher rainfall areas, well, they are more than a nuisance. There are a number of different ways, of course, that farmers control snails through the year, But now there's something new on the horizon, a new grain cleaning method. And I'm on my way to see Nathan Dovey, the R&D coordinator with Stirlings to Coast Farmers. Nathan's meeting me about an hour outside Albany. Now, why this new grain cleaning method is so important is new receival standards that growers will have to deliver into from this harvest, the 2019-20 harvest. So we'll catch up with Nathan in a moment and find out what's going on there. Well, Nathan, there are new uh, receivable standards for canola and barley uh, this year. Just give me a a bit of an idea of how different to previous years.
1: Yeah, well, in barley, malt barley, it's actually going to be zero snails per half a hectolitre sample. What about canola? Canola, the top grades of CAN1 and CAG1 are going to have one snail per half a hectolitre weight and the canola S-Stack is going to have up to 10 and then anything above 10 is not going to be deliverable to our grain handler this year.
0: How does that differ from last year?
1: Uh, So last year locally we had a a trial where yeah to go into the top grade you could have up to 10 snails per half hectolitre And then anything above 10 was okay to go in the can S stack. So whether you had 11 or whether you had 100, it was all went in the same stack. Mm -hmm. So that that's the big change. That anything over 10 is now going to be undeliverable, and the farmers are going to have to clean or use a snow roller or some some other method. Well, find another buyer potentially. Well. You've been trialing a snail roller and you're going to
0: be doing uh, some more work on it this harvest. Let's go and have a look at it. You've got it here. It's not a big piece of machinery. It's a sort of, it almost looks like a a built-in trailer, doesn't it? A car trailer.
1: Yeah, no, it's very small and I think anybody can actually have a look at it and pretty quickly understand how it works yeah well it's something say a pto yeah i mean the main controls are the pto um, and then you control your flow onto the snail rollers so the rollers themselves there's two sets of two rollers and in each set of two, one is sort of steel annealed sort of surface and then the other roller has a rubber coating on the outside. Okay,
0: can we have a look at that? Can I, I'll climb up here and have a look. Yeah, we can have a look in there. Okay, so it's basically just a hopper, isn't it? And, uh, and it goes down, the grain goes down through there.
1: Yeah, and it's about the size of your average sort of sheep feeder for those listening yeah, along.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: And then we can just control the amount of flow onto the rollers themselves. In terms of tonnes per hour, canola with this machine Anywhere between ten and fifteen from what we can gather. And is that reasonable? I mean in uh, terms of harvest, you're
0: doing it
1: at harvest time. That's slow, absolutely. I mean the the big class seven, eight, nine harvesters are doing about that per per hour or Uh, more or more. So yeah, yeah, you're up. And if you have more than two headers again you've got another problem. So it is slow. Cereals are are definitely a bit quicker, twenty five to thirty tonne with this particular machine. So again, the modern headers are pulling off more than that per hour so mm-hmm.
0: so in your trialing of it let's get it, hop down uh, in your trialing what are you looking at you, you know it works for a start but what are you
1: trialing well they're certainly using them in south australia yes w- we know it works but we it's about proving it to our local growers because they haven't seen this machine before some people are probably thinking this year that they're going to be able to clean it with their rotary cleaners which they have been doing in, in the past and to previous standards that's been enough or they've been, you know, getting commercial cleaners to do it. Same reason. But, you know, our mail is that even the commercial cleaners are going to struggle to meet those really stringent standards of one or less per half a hectolitre weight.
0: And the rotary cleaners
1: won't either? They'll definitely reduce numbers, absolutely, but... But not to the Not step. to one or zero. No, that's that's the way we understand at the moment. Whereas we think with this machine, given that we can actually crush the snails and then they disappear, they're basically absorbed into the ground. we will get... 100% of them, or very, very close to it.
0: When you look at farm machinery nowadays, it's gigantic uh, on the bigger farms. This looks so tiny.
1: Yeah, that's right, and that probably gives you an indication of the, the capacity of this machine versus the rest of the harvest operation. It's certainly going to cause bottlenecks. So, so it,
0: does it have to be done at harvest time?
1: No, I think, and, and one of the things we learned from the farmers we visit on the York Peninsula in South Australia is that they thought they got better results from the snar roller when they actually stored Um, grain in grain bags for a period of time whether it dried them out a little bit or I guess that's the hypothesis but the trouble is a lot of farmers everyone wants to get paid as soon as possible yeah so they want to deliver on the day they harvested it yeah so and you know there's a risk associated with storing grain so in WA we're very lucky we've got a great grain handling system most farmers want to get it into that system as quickly as possible and then it's I guess it's seen as safe which it is yeah so it could cause bottlenecks
0: What's, is there a way around that? Let's just get out of this wind a little bit, Nathan, if you don't mind. Is there a, a solution to the
1: bottleneck? Well, I guess this is part of the snail mitigation strategy, a roller. So I mean, we know baiting works, but it's not 100%. So baiting's going to be a part of it. Other strategies, we don't really like burning our stubbles around here. We've got you know, pretty fragile soils. Wind erosion's a serious issue. Two years ago, we had some real problems in this area. But we can burn our canola rows. And that, that seems to be very effective because you windrow at a, out the back of the header at harvest time, make that concentrated row, which is a tactic we've been using for integrated weed management for years. Hmm. And then the snails actually tend to look, seek shelter over the summer and, and go into those rows. And then we burn, you know, as soon as burning season starts prior to seeding. And if we get a pretty hot burn, then we get a really good result there as well. So, again, these sort of tactics work in terms of reducing snail numbers but with the new standards that are coming in, we expect, in a lot of cases, snails will still be finding their way through to the, the mm. grain sample at harvest time. And,
0: and this is the last post of the last resort, I suppose, this machine.
1: That's what we think at the moment, yeah. We don't have a better option this you know, at this stage, if you're getting snails in your grain, yeah, that's that's what so we think.
0: All those farmer inventors out there <laughs> go to work on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. So the other thing you're doing in the trial is looking at the cost-effectiveness of doing that, considering, I suppose, labour. Yeah, labour, the time it takes, and and the alternatives.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at this stage, we think, I guess, if you fall within that sort of one to ten snails per half hectolitre weight, you can still deliver, and you're going to cop a penalty. Per tonne what that is is obviously going to vary but commercial cleaners can have a go and they might be able to get you in within a standard but again from what i understand they're not going to guarantee that to their growers because they know they can't guarantee it and then using a machine like this so three or four of our farmers within the sterling coast membership base have have ordered a machine like this and it's they're due to arrive very soon actually this machine our grower group owns and we're going to you know that's going to be made available to our members to hire but as we alluded to a minute ago, it's not super fast. But having said that, if you can't deliver your grain without running it through this process, that's what farmers are going to have to do in the mm. short term.
0: Yeah. And is it possible to make it bigger, or, you know, to, to design it bigger?
1: Yeah. So this particular company has, has made one that's, that's twice as fast or twice as much capacity as this. So getting upwards of 50 tonnes per hour in cereals, sort of 20, 20 to 25 tonne an hour in canola. And that's obviously ballpark a lot better. They're not particularly expensive, I think, for how important they are. They're sort of $50,000, 50 to 60, and this machine that we're looking at is more like 25 when it was new. Hmm. So that side of it, I guess, is okay, but where farmers are really gonna see the problems are logistics and time and labor. So when we were doing our experimental work with canola in June, just a few months ago, the setup that we had there, we had two bins coming off a cleaner, we then had this little auger coming off one of the feeder bins into the roller, going into the final bin, mm. trucking it off that bin. The snare roller, in our case, was going slower than the grain cleaner, so it was a lot of stuff to move. So the first thing we thought was, okay, farmer gets to a block of land or a farm, as they sort of tend to nowadays, it might be 1,000 hectares or 1,500 hectares, they're going to be very reluctant to move that setup because there's so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, chaser bins might be moving further, you know, you some cases you might need two chaser bins Hmm. when you only had one before all of those things are are yet to play out so we'll wait and see but that's sort of what we're predicting.
0: So a fair bit still to play out there, Nathan Dovey the research and development coordinator with Stirlings to Coast Farmers. Work on trialling the snail roller comes out of a GRDC investment. The snail rollers Nathan spoke about are made by Kingsway Welding on York Peninsula in South Australia. My name is Chris Brown.